It's time for JT the Brick. I'm working for free today. Get the blank out of here. The tackles that are coming into this program have now got to be. One of them's got to pop like Daryl Russell. One of them's got to pop. Who's it going to be? How long have we been waiting for a young defensive tackle to come in here since Daryl Russell and go, I got this. Don't take me off the field. I'm a beast. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll. I want an elite superstar, 25-year-old linebacker who's going to play five years in a row. You're going to pay him a new contract, and he's just great. This place hasn't done that well, and now Dave Ziegler probably could do a much better job at that position, I would believe, because the Patriots had a lot of good linebackers. Play that rant again. I'll get the hell out of here. And now, here's JT the Brick. Welcome to our number two of the JT the Brick Show. Without JT, who has a day off, I'm Harry Ruiz here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. I'm an announcer for the Raider Spanish broadcast on our sister station, Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. And I really appreciate the support from everybody here today on my debut on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM as a host. And I'm kicking off our number two with Alan in Vegas. I see you on social media, always supporting the Raider Nation. And Alan, it's great to have you on the air. Hey, Harry. Great to hear you on 920. And first, my brother, pleasure meeting you over at Caesars over on the, the Wednesday or Thursday before the draft. Yeah. You guys, you talk about a celebrity. This guy is, is such an awesome guy to meet and talk to. If you ever find him out in the streets of Vegas, uh, Hey, Alan, I'm no celebrity, man. I'm just an average Joe that just got lucky, and I'm out here living my dream. And absolutely, if I get to meet someone else who's a Raider fan, we're all family. If you're Raider Nation, you're family. But I really, really appreciate that that support, man. And that's right. It's silver and black. The colors say it all. And to answer your question, I became a Raider fan in 2000. Rich Gannon, Tim Brown, uh, Jerry Reskin the year after. But I became a fan because... Uh, I guess what I read and then I ended up watching in the 70s and 80s is that the players were basically a bunch of misfit toys that other teams didn't want, like Jim Plunkett, for whatever reason. He comes to the Raiders, wins two Super Bowls, and I had the same mentality growing up. You know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't the most popular kid growing up, and uh, to, have, to see that see the Raiders come together. Uh, showed me acceptance, and then me with the Raider Nation, well, shoot, 65,000 fans every game support me, and I support them. It's one big family, and I just, I love that part of the Raider Nation, and hanging out with everybody in Lot J, Lot H, B, well, shoot, we're everywhere. It's uh, that family ambiance just continues to grow. So, shout out to everybody. And you know what, Alan? I remember... All right. Thanks, Alan. Alan in Vegas. I remember walking around the Coliseum in my, what, during my first couple of games out in Oakland. I'd w- literally walk all around the Coliseum and I'd go and see. It was like stepping into different countries. You'd see some folks with the banda, other folks with Asian music, with their their, their food. You see other folks with the rap music having a great time. And then you go all over the place, and it's just a mix a mix of cultures that you – I was – I loved it. I was like, this is what I like. Everybody, there's there's no – I root for this guy, root for that guy. We all root for the same team. I like this, I like that. doesn't matter. If you're a Raider, you're a Raider. 
Doesn't matter what you think about on other things in life. If you're a Raider and you rock the silver and black, that's what it's all about. It's family. And I like what he said right now about him loving those 2000 Raiders with Rich Gannon, with Tim Brown, Jerry Rice on board, and one of the guys that was protecting Rich Gannon in that offensive line that the Raiders ended up making the Super Bowl, playing in the Super Bowl, facing their former head coach, John Gruden, and unfortunately losing that game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Barry Sims. He played 136 games, 119 starts in nine years with the Raiders. He was the starting left tackle in Super Bowl 37 for the Silver and Black. He played a total of 12 seasons in the NFL. And Barry Sims, this is the second time I was able to chat with him. I met him at the Crab Fest last year. He came back to Las Vegas to support the Fred Beletnikoff Foundation once again with their Hall of Fame Golf Invitational the last couple of days. And here's the interview that I was able to do with Barry Barry Sims, former offensive lineman for the Raiders. It's great to see you again. How are you doing, Barry? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, it's always great to be at an event like this. The Boletnikovs, the Boletnikov Foundations, Tracy's House of Hope. I always see you there. Why is that? Because it's, I mean, Fred and Angela, they're so genuine and they do it for such a, a great cause for the uh, Tracy's House of Hope. I mean, the, to see the impact that they've had on so, on so many young women. I mean, it's hard not to support it. And now, with all the events pretty much moving out here to Vegas, we see bigger receptions, more guests, more Hall of Famers. This can only be even better, both to keep supporting Tracy's House of Hope and also new new places out here in Las Vegas too, right? Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, with more people, more money for the foundation and, and really just impact more, more young lives. And now switching over to the gridiron, new regime in Las Vegas, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. What do you see with them coming on board with the team? I'm excited about uh, just their um, what they're what they're about um, with their preparation, and, and um, that carries over. I think uh, you know Derek Carr is one that's um, you know known for his his preparation as well. So I, you know I think this, that that's what it takes to win these days. I mean, is putting in the work and, and finding. Uh, weaknesses in teams and I think it's it's a good matchup a good culmination of guys and you're from the offensive side of the ball so focusing on that side you see the weapons they have well I mean you did play with yeah. a lot of great ones but it's it's a recipe for something great right yeah we had we had great receivers and it's nice to see uh, that back again to have many weapons that are, are um, elite level and um, can, can really impact the games so uh, to have so many of them it's hard to guard everybody and that's, you know, I think, the challenge that we present. And we know that right tackle might be a position where people are putting a question mark on it. You, being a special offensive lineman, what do you see with the Raiders fixing that offensive line to bring the team to another level? Well, offensive line is such a such a funny thing where everybody has to just think as one. And so the, the more those guys spend time together, um, the better they're going to be. And so, you know, to have Alex Leatherwood, you know, going into his, his second year and, and really just now he can just focus on getting better instead of like the bright eyes of being an NFL player. And so the, the right tackle spot, I, I'm not sure who they're, who, who they're going to have in there. The compete for it. And, um, it'll be exciting to see those guys just develop in, into a good offensive line. You look in good shape. Maybe we can get, uh, make a call, right? Uh, if they have a, a senior league, maybe. <laughs> and now, Leatherwood, in my opinion, it could be a development thing. Year two, it can be 
getting even better. Right guard, he did better as right than right tackle, but year two, we've seen him work out. He looks good. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's hard. Uh, you know, your first year, there's a lot, you know, it's all new to you and everything. So now you can settle down and really just spend the time and, and spend the offseason in preparation for, for the season so you can get your body right and, and also, like, study the, you know, the game is a little bit different. And so I think uh, your second year on, that's where you, you start to shine. And my final question to let you go out there and have fun. What are your expectations? I know the schedule just came out last week, but what are your expectations? What are you looking to with this Raiders 2022 season? It's tough. I mean, I think, you know, it's nice that we made the playoffs last year and, and um, I feel like we've gotten better since then. Um, but the other teams in our division have gotten better as well. So it'll be fun. You know, nothing is given to you. You have to earn everything. And, um, you know, I expect every game is always tough. And, you know, going against the Raiders is hard. So. You know, I think you're going to get everybody's best, and um, it'll be good. I think, you know, I'd like to see double-digit wins again and just to continue on the foundation that they have. Let's shock the world, right? Right. Let's go. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. There you go. Barry Sims, former Raiders offensive lineman. I love what he said about Alex Leatherwood. He's going to settle down. I know, personally, I think that the game is going to slow down a little bit for him. He came fast and furious with all the NFL just going straight at him, knowing that he was the weakness of the offensive line. But I think these 17 games in 2021, that experience he had humbled him and made him see what the NFL level is all about. 2022, he has been there in the NFL. He has to grow. He has to show the coaching staff in training camp. Raiders are going to go at it next week. And being able to put the pads on and being able to this with the squad we've seen the videos on social media him personally putting in the work now let's show off that work with the team on the intermountain healthcare performance center fields out there in beautiful henderson nevada we got another call right now also socal ross from huntington beach ross como estas bien y tu hermano we're going to switch it to Spanish if you're okay with it, Bobby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ross, how you doing? Good to talk to you, man. What's happening, Harry? Nothing much. Thanks for calling in and supporting here. My first day hosting a show in English here on Raider Nation Radio, and I've been loving the support from the Raider Nation. And the question we've been asking today, why are you a member of the Raider Nation, Ross? Well, to be quite honest, I was kind of born to be a Raider. I uh, grew up on a street called Old Pirate Lane. My initials are RDR, which spells Raider, and I've just always loved the silver and black, the mystique, everything behind it. I like that we're the outlaws of the league. And, you know, I, I've been a fan since I was six years old, 1976, when we uh, played real football, when you got to hit people, and there weren't all these, you know, ways that they changed the game. It's still a good game, but, I mean, I, it, was just, it was different back then. It's a little bit more physical than baseball and than basketball, but it's not the same NFL as in those 80s that you're talking about where, like you said, the Raiders, they were outlaws. They took no names, and they had no mercy on their opponents. Amen to that. Amen to that. We've been blessed with a lot of great players, the history, the legacy, the legend. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's only one nation, and it's Raider Nation. And you, you're Huntington Beach. But I know you were yeah. Oakland Raider. You were an L.A. Raider, and now you're a Vegas Raider because you got PSLs, you got front row seats. I see you on the videos that are posted on social media here and there. 
doesn't matter where this team goes. If they go to Timbuktu, you're going to go with them, right? Hey, Raiders is a nation. It's not a city, man. It don't matter where they play. We're worldwide, and we're always going to represent. In fact, I've already booked trips to Tennessee, Kansas City, and New Orleans this year, going to L.A. twice. I mean, it's on. We're bringing it. Heck, I, I, I hope you have a great time out there. Not Because I know you're going to have a great time with the parties. Heck, you said Nashville and New Orleans. I mean, that's out of this world. And I actually have a great friend, Rachel Brown, who I send a shout-out to her. She's always supporting. And she's going to Kansas City because she says that's her home away from home, that she loves the environment there, even though it's our uh, the hated opponent, the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with their recent success. She says that she loves it. She enjoys seeing that fan base supporting their team. She says that it's the closest that she sees to the Raider Nation. So you're going to KC, right? Yes, sir. I, I went last year, and I can actually attest to a lot of what you said. And you know what? I got to say, I hate giving any props to the to the Kansas City Queendom, you know, the Queefs. It is what it is. But I will say the people were really nice. They have great food there. And one thing I really liked that we need to have in Vegas, all their fans stood the entire game. Oh. Nobody sat down. Okay, and I can't stand it when people sit down and, and they want me to sit down. <laughs> Shut up. You want to sit down and sit home on your couch. Represent your nation and stand for your team. You know Hopefully what? I remember going that. I remember going to a couple of games in the black hole and like you said, no sitting down or well, I'd sit down during the timeouts. Media timeouts, yeah, I'd sit down. But the, yeah. when the game's yeah. going on, you're standing up and you're either making noise for your defense or staying quiet for your offense and getting ready to explode when that big play happens. That's true. That's something that I would love to see out here at Allegiant Stadium. Everybody standing up and always being there for the team. Amen to that. Amen to that. And, you know, like you said, you, you preached it perfect. You know, loud on defense, quiet on offense. It's just, just what it's got to be. But, you know what, it'll take time, but, you know, New city and transient, transient city. Everyone wants to see their team play there. So, you know, there's a couple games this year. It felt like a freaking, for the first time ever in my life, felt what it felt like to be a Charger fan. I mean, the Bears were so loud in our stadium. It was embarrassing. And you know yeah, what? But, they were they were loud because they were winning. Uh, that's why that, that's why they were loud. I, I saw some other games where the fan base from the other teams you saw good numbers of them, but the Raiders were winning, so they'd stay quiet. So oh, yeah. yeah, that Eagles game was fun for sure. <laughs> there you go. Exactly the one I was thinking about. Ross, thank yeah. you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. Hope to see you soon out here in Las Vegas. I know you're always having a good time out here in Sin City. And shout out all the way to Huntington Beach. I was calling out the SoCal area. I want to hear SoCal. I know the Raiders still rule SoCal. Absolutely. Prove it. Absolutely. Hey, I'm coming out. I'm coming to Vegas tomorrow, man. So I'll see you if you're in town. Awesome, brother. I'll see you out here. Thank you so much, Ross. Right on, Harry. Thank you for all the good work you do. Raider Nation loves you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ross. He's a PSL holder. He's always out there on social media representing the Raider Nation. That's something that I like, being able to follow fellow Raider Nation brothers and sisters that are always putting it out for the silver and black. Shout out to Jorge Alaniz all the way to Tijuana, Baja California. From Mexico, the Raider Nation is tuning in. And also, Ty in Missouri. He says on Twitter, I'm a member because of this man right here. That's where it all started for me. And he posted a picture with the one and only Bo Jackson. An amazing photo he took 
at the NFL draft experience. And I was so disappointed because I had read at the NFL draft app that in that area, you wouldn't be able to take pictures with the person that was there, that it was just pretty much a chalk talk. You'd be having like a Q&A session. And no, Bo Jackson was taking pictures with everybody. And as a member of the Raider Nation, you know that Bo knows. And Bo, he's one of the guys that you always got respect for. And he's always one of the guys that we have as one of the legends that the Raiders, they wouldn't be the same without the one and only number 34, Bo Jackson. Raider Nation, we have interviews a little bit later with Mike Haynes, seven seasons as a Raider, of course, Super Bowl champion with the Silver and Black Pro Football Hall of Fame in the class of 1997. And I spoke with him yesterday at the Fred Beletnikoff Foundation, at the Beletnikoff Foundation Golf Invitational. We got that interview coming up a little bit after a commercial break. And of course, I'm loving hearing it, hearing from all of you. The Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Why are you a Raider? Why are you a member of the Raider Nation? I've loved hearing all the stories. Some come from family. Some come from watching the game of football. This is what it's all about. It's rocking the silver and black and being a member of the Raider Nation. And that's, they gave me the microphone out here at Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. And I'm giving it to you because I love hearing your stories. This is the JT The Brick Show on Tuesday. You play long enough and you don't win. Every time you lose, they're going to say it was, it was your best chance. But I think for, for me, us, is we'll be right back next year. I'll tell you that much. I, I'm not retiring tomorrow. Thank God. You know, hopefully I'm healthy, come back, but uh, keep playing. First off, uh, I know a lot of them, I'm going to get a lot for this, but, you know, I don't really care. They benched the wrong person. Should have benched Chris. And I'm not saying bench him now. Once you see they starting attacking Chris early, and you know that might become a problem later on, you need to see how my team works without Chris in the game a little bit. CP3, what's going to happen with him? We don't know. Is he going to keep going on? He still has a contract with the Phoenix Suns, but you saw him play. He's not the same CP3. Once you have him playing deep in the playoffs and you add the regular season to it, the production starts diminishing and you need him playing hard when the title is on the line. But that's basketball. We're talking football. We're talking Raiders football. And we're talking Raider Nation. We're Raider Nation, 920 AM. And I want to hear from you, the Raider Nation. Why are you a member of the Raiders family? And we're going up north with Black Fox Raider all the way from Canada. How you doing today? Not at all. How are you? Doing fantastic here. My first day on the on the mic in English, and I'm surviving. I'm doing. I hope I'm doing all right. In your opinion, actually, you're doing fine. I appreciate that, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm uh, on Raider Nation because of uh, my son's my late son's last wishes. He wanted me to take over his Twitter account. It's called Black Fox Raider. And he named it Big Al at Black Fox Raider because Al is my name. Uh, and I'm following his wishes because uh, it's, it's a love thing. He was a fanatic uh, for the Raiders. I was a musician all my life. I, I wasn't really into sports. But I am now. It's been three years and a few months since he's gone. And uh, I've been on Twitter every day, Raider Nation. 
first off, I'm sorry for your loss. And also, thank you for keeping his legacy alive and keeping his name out there. Black Fox Raider, I'll check you right now on social media and start following you as well. And that's one heck of a story because everybody's different. Like I said, an uncle, he put that Raider Nation mentality in my brain. We've heard of other people that they started watching the games on TV and they were intrigued by the colors, others by the players, others by the championships. Your story is unique, Big Al, and I'm I'm floored, man. And I, I really want to say from the Raider Nation to you, you're, you're a family, man. And, and I can't thank you enough for now keeping that silver and black in your bloodline and being like, hey, I'm going to keep it for my, my son. As an addendum, uh, we were the same size, and I've been wearing Raider silver and black ever since he's gone. Every day. And I don't run out of clothes, and I'll never have to buy another piece of clothes in my life. <laughs> I saw a meme on social media the other day. It's like regular people, they're splitting all their clothes, like colors and whites and blacks and everything. Raider Nation, we only got one load, right? It's all black black and silver, and that's it. Correctamundo. Right. Thank you so much for your call, Black Fox. You're the man. I appreciate it. What a heck of a story, because he's keeping the legacy of his late son alive. He was a Raider fan. He passed away. And now his father, he's a Raider fan because of his son. It's usually the other way around. The older generation takes it to the younger generation. In this case, it was the other way around. And that story simply was incredible. Thank you to Black Fox Raider. We've had folks from Canada, Southern Cali, Huntington Beach, San Diego, Florida, Vegas. Thank you so much for your call. 702-365-9200. If you still want to call, you got a couple of minutes. We got 30 minutes left on the show. We got JT coming up in a bit. We're going to have him all the way from the golf course to check out how his swing is going after two straight days of hitting the, the links and see how he's doing. And of course, we're going to talk about the Boletnikov Foundation uh, Hall of Fame invitation. And one of the Hall of Famers that was there is a stud cornerback, Mike Haynes. I had the honor of speaking with him after yesterday's big event. And here's what he had to say both about the Invitational and we talk shop about the Raiders. Here he goes. Mike Haynes, Mr. Haynes, welcome to Las Vegas. What did you think about the first ever Beletnikov Hall of Fame Invitational here in the new home of the Raiders. I thought it was awesome. I had a great time. I played with a good group of guys, and when you're playing golf, it really has, have to play with guys you enjoy playing with. Now, I didn't know them, but they're diehard Raider fans, and we had a great time, and we didn't win anything, but we had a good time. And this cause, Tracy's House of Hope, and hearing from Angela that they're gonna be opening another one out here in Las Vegas and helping other foundations, that's what it's all about. That's why you guys come out here for Fred and for Angela, right? It really is, and um, you know I've been coming now for many, many years, and you know there are other guys, other NFL former players that have any events, and I say, you know, I got to come to this one. I appreciate the invitations that I get, but this is the one that you know I, I love, Freddie, I love Angela, and I love Tracy, and uh, so I definitely will be coming to this one for as many years as I can. What did you think about the Vegas heat? It's still not as hot as July and August, but what did you think about it? Well, it's hot, but you know, I went to school at Arizona State. You know, it's, it was hot there all the time, and so you just get used to it. Um, can't say I, I've made the adjustment from the San Diego weather to the Las Vegas weather, but, but I still had a good time. 
We know the Crab Fest, they just announced December, the weekend of Sunday Night Football, Raiders, Patriots. Can we expect you to be out here for the Crab Fest? Well, you know, it's, it's possible that I'll be here. I don't know, but, you know, I, I just found out about that like all the other folks here. Um, but I would love to be here for that. It's going to be a great game, that's for sure. The Patriots are going to be great. They always play the Raiders tough. And the Raiders have been making a lot of moves this year in the draft and trades and everything. It's going to be exciting. I, I think that's going to be a great game for, for everybody to see, not only Raider fans, but NFL fans. As a former Raider, one of the best who ever donned the silver and black, what do you think about all the moves after a playoff season, played tough in the playoffs, didn't make it to the next round, but got a new coaching staff, new general manager, new front office, new players as well. What did you think about the moves? Well, you know, it's it's all about the learning experience. And so, like, once you've been through that experience and you realize how things turned out, either you liked it or you didn't, so you're going to have to change some things. And I think those are all beneficial. So I think it's just a matter of time before the Raiders start having their winning ways like they did back in the 70s and 80s. Um, and, uh, you know, the... The, the moves that they've made, I think, especially on the offense, have been fantastic. But always remember, it's the defense that wins games, all right? No matter what they do on offense, remember that. It's always the defense that wins games. So they've made some good moves on the defense, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how things play out this year. I was looking at you at the golf course. You seem in shape, and do you, you think you got a couple of snaps? I think we can use you a cornerback. <laughs> no, I know I have no more snaps, man. Uh, you know, I work out four days a week, but only an hour each time. Um, but that's really all you need. Really, you only need 10 minutes a day, you know, and I put in 60 minutes. So, um, you know, I wish I could play because these are, you know, they throw the ball a lot more now. Uh, it seems like it's a much more exciting game than, you know, give the ball to your running back for 30 or 35 times a game. This is more of a passing league now, and it'd be a lot of fun. So, unfortunately, that's not my situation, and, uh, but we get a chance to watch it and enjoy it anyway. Might be an unfair question, but can you name who's your favorite offensive player? Who's your favorite defensive player on this Raiders roster? I can't, not 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 right now. And I, I, you know, when I get asked those kinds of questions, I always get political. You know, I, I will name five guys or something like that instead of just one. But uh, right now, there's a lot of new guys um, that have come to the Raiders. I haven't had a chance to see them play, but I have seen them play on other teams, and it's going to be exciting. So I want to see how they play as Raiders. I saw a lot of rings out here this weekend. Yesterday at the party, today out here at the golf tournament. L.A. Raiders, Oakland Raiders. We need one that says Las Vegas in yeah. soon, right? Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, there was a, a picture with uh, some of the Raider greats on there, and they had the three Super Bowl rings. It was an auction item. I really wanted to – I almost bid on that, you know, because I, I thought that was really kind of keen. How many teams can say that, you know? Three, four, you know, it's unbelievable. And so, it's, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that the Raiders have a fantastic year. I'm, I'm very optimistic about this team this year. Mike Haynes, muchas gracias. Hope to see you out here in Vegas soon. Thank you so much. Mike, Mike Haynes knows football, and he's optimistic. That means, Raider Nation, you should be too. And remember how a lot of folks, once the Raiders signed Dave Ziegler as their general manager and signed Josh McDaniels as their head coach. A lot of negativity came because of that, the way they think about the Patriots. The Raider Nation does, of course. They can't stand them since the tuck rule game. But you know in the past, which team that Mike Haynes play with before becoming a Raider? The New England Patriots. But in the back then, they didn't have the stank that they do now for the Raiders because... 
of the tuck rule. But you got to continue now. They're Raiders. Same thing. Mike Haynes, you think about him, Raider Nation, and you think about him as a Raider, not as a Patriot. Now you got to think about it the same way with our new head coach, Josh McDaniels, and our new GM, Dave Ziegler, and also the players that have Patriots passed in their careers. Now they're Raiders. Now they're donning the silver and black. Now they're representing Las Vegas. Now they're representing the Raider Nation, and you got to support them. You can't just look at them and be like, I don't like this guy because he used to play for the Patriots. No, that's in the past. Now we focus in the present and in the future. Let's hope that we can end up having a ring or a couple, multiple. That would be ideal. And you got to let them work. Now they're Raiders, and now they got to come up strong. Like Mike Haynes, he arrived at the Raiders immediately winning a Super Bowl. Him and Lester Hayes out there as cornerbacks, that's a duo where even Patrick would be like, I don't know where I want to go. When we had Namdi, they would throw opposite of Namdi. They wouldn't even target the wide receiver Namdi Asamoah was covering. Lester, Hayes, and Mike Haynes, pick your poison. You're going to lose either way. That was an incredible honor of mine being able to talk with Mike Haynes. He was incredible after yesterday's uh, Hall of Fame golf invitational, seeing all the guys having a great time. We're going to talk to JT LeBrick shortly about the great event. He was the host both, both on Sunday and on Monday, and he definitely had a great time as well hitting the links. He's out there at the golf course again now with Coaches versus Cancer. He's a very requested guy. He's a very popular fella. And, of course, it's my honor to be here today hosting his show, the JT The Brick Show. If you want to call in, this is your last chance, Raider Nation. I still want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. I'll repeat it. 702-365-9200. In the meantime, the schedule. It's less than a week since it got released and... I'm keeping my eye on it because there's very, very specific. I don't like the bye week. Things that I don't like, the bye week. It's too early. Week six, I mean, it's football. It's a contact sports. Injuries can happen at any time, but they usually happen after you've been out there in the gridiron for multiple games. Like halfway through the season, it's where it starts hitting the hardest, even though the Raiders... Unfortunately, both in 2020 and 2021, their offensive line got hit hard early in the season. Trent Brown, Richie Incognito in 2020, Denzel Good, 2021. Early in the season, they had to start making changes. But I would have preferred that bye week to come a little bit later. But it is what it is. And the Raiders, their first seven games, they alternate. Away, home, away, home, away, home. And those first five games, half of the Raiders' divisional games of the 2022 season are coming in the first five weeks of the 2022 season. On the road against the Chargers, week one. At home against the Broncos, week four. On the road against the Chiefs in week five. And then over there, you sneak in those games against the Arizona Cardinals, week two, and the Tennessee Titans in week three. I know I've heard from Raider Nation members that are bothered because the, the home opener is against the Cardinals. 
they wanted a big marquee matchup, and they don't see the Cardinals as an opponent that you're thinking about as big marquee matchup for the home opener on September 18th. Personally, I think it's a perfect to face the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins, he ain't playing. That's a pro for the Raiders. But also, you want your home opener to be jam-packed with Raider fans. And I've seen Cardinals games on TV, and their fan base doesn't travel as well as other fan bases. We saw what the Chiefs did out here in Las Vegas, and they came out in numbers. We saw what the Eagles did. They came out in great numbers, and the Bears. I don't think about the Cardinals as a team that has a fan base that's willing to travel, even though it's a short drive from Phoenix to Vegas or a short flight from Phoenix to Vegas. Either way, it's not a long ride. I know a lot of Raider Nation members that come from Arizona to watch Raider games in Las Vegas. But even the last time the Raiders played in Arizona, both preseason and regular season, the Raider Nation invaded their stadium. If the Raiders invade their stadium, they aren't going to invade Allegiant Stadium. So I love that. Week two, got to have home field advantage. And I've heard people making their predictions about the regular season schedule 2022. Me personally, I like dividing them the season in quarters and how it's not specifically in quarters again because it's 17 games now. I go... The first five weeks, the next four weeks, next four, and the final four. I got the Raiders going three and two in their first five weeks. That's a difficult schedule. That's a hard start. And honestly, I got to see the Raiders produce very well to change my mind that they're not going to win more than three games in the first five weeks. Tough opponents, the Chargers, Arizona, they still got Kyler Murray. And they are adding pieces to his offense. Tennessee, playoff squad. Denver, they got Russell Wilson. But I think at home, the Raiders should win that one. And KC, we know what happened. And keep an eye on this. This is the second time in the last three years the Raiders have their bye week in week six. The last time it happened, 2020. And the Raiders won that game in week five against the Chiefs to go into the bye week. So hopefully it happens again. Three to two. Keep an eye on that one. Those first five weeks are going to be very, very tough. I don't like that after that. The Raiders have back-to-back -back road games twice, and it's in a five-week span, and only have four games at Allegiant Stadium through their first 12 weeks of the season, their first 11 games of the 2022 campaign. Raider Nation Radio. We're going to commercial break, and we're going to come back with JT The Brick. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio. My wife's the one that told me about it because I don't follow social media. So I thought, well, that's interesting. That'll bring up some questions tomorrow at the golf tournament. So, <laughs> yeah, but certainly, you know, I, I think it was a comment made in jest, and we certainly hadn't had any conversations in that regard. Do you think he could still do it? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really want to live in those hypothetical worlds right now. We'll see, we'll see where it all goes, but, but certainly he, he caused a lot of interest, that's for sure. There's Dennis Allen, current New Orleans Saints head coach, their former defensive coordinator, and also former Raiders 
head coach talking about the speculation going around Drew Brees since he posted something two days ago on his Twitter account where he included I'm undecided with what's coming up. He said he might work with NBC. He might play football again. He may focus on business and philanthropy. He may train for a pickleball tour, senior senior golf tour, coaches, kids, or all of the above. He he said he'll let us know. I know Chris Mortensen reported that he heard from people near Dear Breeze that he very much doubts that Drew Brees will be back in the NFL. Great iron, but it's something we got to keep our eye on. Raiders, they play the New Orleans Saints on week 8, October 30th. We got JT the Brick on the line. It can't be a JT the Brick show without JT the Brick. How you doing, JT? How are the links treating you? Harry, it couldn't be better out at Southern Highlands for Coaches versus Cancer with Lon Kruger after the great Bolitnikoff event yesterday where I saw you the last couple of days. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Raider Nation, they showed love today, and I can't appreciate them very much. And I also got to say, JT, I mentioned it on the air. I got to say it to you. Thank you so much for your trust, your support, and letting me be here on the mic. It's an honor, man. Well, you're really good at what you do, and we've been friends for a while, and I'm real proud of your success. And you've been out grinding for a long time. You do a great job on the broadcast, and uh, I know you're going to be great at this. And it's a good time in the Raider Nation, as you know. Uh, I was surprised Brian Edwards was moved. I didn't see that one coming, but I got a lot of confidence in Dave Ziegler. He's gathering chips, I hope, for another deal because there's still good players out there, and he seems like he's someone who always wants to upgrade the team. So it's a good time to be a Raider fan. The schedule, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I didn't get a chance to go over the schedule release. I'm not happy with it. I was tweeting out ahead of it, as you know. I kind of had an idea of what was coming, but – you know, a lot of those big games, as you know, we talked about are on the back end, and the Raiders are going to have to get off to a really good start. So those games on the back end, especially the Niners, the Patriots at home, those big, big games mean a lot down the stretch in their playoff games. Absolutely, and we'll talk about the schedule shortly. But first, I want to ask you, JT, about yesterday's and Sunday's Boletnikov Hall of Fame Invitational. You've been their host for a while, but this was the first time it was in Las Vegas, and we heard Angela's interview here in the first hour where she said that she had doubts at the beginning about what the response would be, but then that she was wrong because it was incredible. It was amazing, both with the Hall of Famers that came out and all the people that supported it and we're out there playing. Yeah, I mean, it's a great turnout. When Fred Bolitnikoff, who's one of the greatest Hall of Famers of all time, ask all the wide receivers and all those players to come out and support, they do every year and every year. When you see Paul Warfield and James Lofton and Tim Brown and all these legendary players come out, it's a special event. And, you know, I'm a part of this Coaches versus Cancer out here where I know where the money goes. And to know that the money at Fred's tournament goes to Tracy's place of hope. It's something I'm really proud to be a part of. It gets better and better every year. And yeah, it's a big deal. That was the 18th one I've emceed and they were all in the Bay Area until the one yesterday. And I thought it was a tremendous success out of Canyon Gate. Everybody had a good time. It was pretty hot, but it's always usually hot when we're up in the Bay Area. And Fred was thrilled afterwards. We spent an hour afterwards going over the banquet and the run of show and he was really happy and how about phil villapiano writing a check out of nowhere for ten thousand dollars all the money that was raised in the auction so with all of it going on it just makes you feel good when my wife and i got home from the event she volunteered out there too you just feel good about it because you know it's for a great cause something that the raiders and the raiders are the primary you know 
group that helps invest that and keep it going every year. Just a great event, and a lot of good people were out there. Absolutely. And Angela, she announced on the interview that we had that she's they're looking for a building out here in Las Vegas to be able to name it after Tracy and keep helping young ladies both out there in the Bay but out here in Las Vegas as well. That's what it's all about. It's been a blast for me being able to go to the Crab Fest last year and to the Golf uh, Hall of Fame Invitational this year. I can't wait to tell all the Raider Nation. I've been telling them on social media, on your show today, but I've, I'll keep putting the word out there. These events, if you're a Raider fan and you go, you support the Boletnikov Foundation, but it's like being a kid in Disneyland because you're around all your childhood heroes and all the legends. That's what makes the events even better for being a great cause and then giving the, those folks that donate something that's worth their money too. Yeah, you nailed it, Harry. You can be real interactive. You can get to know the players. You can be around the players. You don't feel like you're infringing on their time, and it's just a beautiful event. So it'll be great. We'll have you out again next year. Hopefully it'll get bigger and bigger, and I'm excited because Fred Bolitnikoff is one of the oldest and greatest writers we have left, and we should be celebrating his life like we'll be celebrating the past life of Cliff Branch this summer in August, and that's on track to be arguably the largest turnout for a for a Hall of Fame party in Raider history, believe it or not. So everybody's going to support Cliff, and then we'll come into the preseason, the preseason game in Canton, Ohio, the preseason games, and as soon as you know, it'll be the start of the season. I can't wait. Of course, August 4th is the preseason game in Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame game. Something that I hadn't noticed, JT, the Miami Dolphins already announced their preseason schedule, so we know the Raiders are going to be playing in Miami on August 20th. So heads up, Raider Nation, if you want to go to Miami for a preseason game, Saturday, August 20th, 7 p.m. Miami time, 4 p.m. Las Vegas time. You look at the schedule, JT. Something I didn't like was the early buy and also that they have that stretch where they have four games on the road in a five-game five five stretch as well. Weeks 8 through 12, they play four games on the road and only have that Indianapolis game sandwiched in between in Week 10. Yeah, they didn't do anybody any favors with that schedule, but you got to play the games in front of you. And again, I think the start of the schedule, those first six games, the Raiders got to come out of the gate healthy, ready to play with their best team out there available. They have to be explosive, get out of the gate four and two, get a rhythm going before the schedule gets really unique. And again, as we started off, and I said, those games against the Patriots and the Niners on the back end in Kansas City at the end of the year, those are all massive games that are going to decide the playoffs for all the teams I just mentioned. So it's going to be an important time. I'm not thrilled that there was only one primetime game at home. I thought after hosting the draft, after opening up the season two years ago on Monday night football, beating Drew Brees, beating LaMarcus Jackson on Sunday night football, I thought the league would want to stay with that rhythm and open up the season in Allegiant Stadium. But they chose not to do that, and you can't complain about it. You just got to play the games. And you know what? If the Raiders players are bothered as well as they should be because they're looking at this season as a year where they have play a playoff win in mind, they have that in their control. We know there are a couple of flex weeks out there, and if you start playing well and start showing the league that the Raiders can be a menace out there on the field, they can end up flexing you as well. So right now, four primetime games, but it can end up being more, and hopefully... You know what? I got that San Francisco game in mind. January 1st in Vegas, that seems like a perfect Sunday night football game. I agree, and that's a great. that'd be a great game to knock 
the 49ers out of the playoffs and have an elimination game or the Raiders to be in the playoffs at that time, put the Niners down and get that game at home and have it nationally televised or flex, whatever's going to happen. We're looking forward to that. There's going to be a lot of Niner fans in town for that game because they're going to come in for New Year's Eve. Got to make sure the Raider Nation drowns them out and we have a big game. But before I get back out here, I want to thank you again. I want to thank everybody today. You're unbelievable. We've been spending time with the Bolitnikovs. Today I'm with Lon Kruger, Coaches versus Cancer, which is a big event. And then Thursday and Friday I'm in Chicago with Coach Ditka hosting Gridiron Greats, which is another big, big event around the NFL. So I'll be in tomorrow, then back next week. And our head down is after that for Raider Nation, Harry. So thanks a lot for having me on today, your show, because you did all the heavy lifting today, my buddy. Hey, brother, I'm just out here living the dream. And I really, really appreciate it, JT. Have a great time out there on the links, and we'll see you soon. Take care, buddy. Thank you. There he is, JT the Brick, on the JT the Brick Show, hosted today by guest host Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, it's been a true honor being out here with you today. I want to thank everybody that called in. Uh, I got the names over here. Ward from Florida, George from San Diego, Alan from Las Vegas, Ross from Huntington Beach, Black Fox Raider from Canada. I already shot him a follow on Twitter. And, of course, Cisco Kid from the Black Hole. He was our first caller today. So thank you very much. I really, really appreciate the support. And also, I got to give a shout-out to my family, my mom and dad. They listen to the whole show. Thank you. I'll see you guys soon. Raider Nation, these are exciting times to be a Raider. And it's it always is. But now, with the high expectations there are in Las Vegas, in L.A., in Oakland, with what the Raiders are doing, I know you guys don't like the Patriots. But now they're not Patriots. Ziegler, McDaniels, put your support behind them. And let's have them work hard for the silver and black i've been your guest host today harry ruiz here on the jt the brick show coming up next we got q with unnecessary roughness and of course at four o'clock vinnie von senor thank you raider nation have a fantastic week